This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens, and today our special guest is a singer, songwriter out of the Atlanta area, Miss Steph Amadeus. How you doing, Steph? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you can join us. Yeah, it's this, I, I think this is so fun. So I'm excited to be here and podcasts are so, so, so cool. So I get to be a part of one. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So starting out, I was just listening to your song, uh, You and I, your new single. Yeah. I like, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And I'm a person who loves lyrics, you know, so I like the lyrics a lot too. It's basically, you know, what I got from it is, you know, basically the person you're speaking to is open up to me and I'm there for you. You know, I got you. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's so true. Um, That's exactly the feeling behind that song. And I wrote it um, based on very specific relationships and friendships that I was able to build. Um, I lived in San Diego for about 10 years. So it kind of became my second home. And as a result, the people I met there became my second family. And a lot of the instances where Um, I got to meet new people. I found myself just being drawn to the energy of certain people right off the bat. Right. Right, And those were the people that I trusted everything with. And it just felt so natural to be able to be there for them and to also have that, you know, given to me as well. And I think it's something that is really special. You know, we all have friends in our lives, but we all know that friend that, you know, I can tell them anything or whenever, whatever I'm going through, I can open that up to them and not be judged or not feel self-conscious about that. And that feeling is absolutely what I wanted to put into those lyrics. Yeah. And it comes across. It definitely comes across, too, because it could be, you. you know, a romantic friendship. It can just be a regular, you know, friendship. I mean, but exactly. It, it really comes through. So I like that a lot. And San Diego, San Diego is a good city, too. I spent some time yes. in San Diego before. Yeah. Uh, gas I district. loved it. Yeah. The gas. I lived like 10 minutes from the Gaslight District by the time I had left San Diego. But I lived in a couple of different neighborhoods in San Diego throughout the whole 10 years there. Um, right. Shout out to Normal Heights. Normal Heights, San Diego. <laughs> Um, I love San Diego. It's a lot of fun, but I am originally from Georgia. And so right now I'm in Atlanta, uh, kind of hanging out with my family and uh, getting to know the state that I grew up in again. Yeah. Yeah. So what part of Georgia are you from? Are you from the Atlanta area? Are you from somewhere somewhere (laughs) in Georgia? No, definitely from a small town. I'm from a small town called Warner Robins, Georgia. Well, I wouldn't say it's a small town. There's a lot of small towns in Georgia. Um, Warner Robins is a, is a, medium-sized city um, but to me being kind of a city-hearted girl mm-hmm. you know to, it has that small town feel you know right. it's very laid back it's very chill um, so it totally has that small town feel um, but I grew up there and I've always been a city girl at heart mm-hmm. even before I really was in a city so I love the big city life Right, right. And Warner Roberts, if you're from Atlanta, you know Warner Roberts, you know where that is. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. It's in, it's yeah. in, the, it's in the greater, it's in a metro area. So it's not it like is, you're talking about is. somewhere 
way way like down in the yeah, yeah out in like <laughs> the middle of nowhere yeah no it, it's just it's just funny to me like growing up there because you know I did things like went to Walmart for fun and right. <laughs> there was right. like I think maybe there's like two bars in Warner Robins now. <laughs> so like when you think about it that way and then you like think about all the things you can do in like a bigger city, it's kind of funny. But yeah, they're right. like, it's totally like a little metro area. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in addition to you and I also, I also heard a song, you did a cover of uh, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. I like it. You, I you did. killed that one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you listened to that because that process of putting that song together was a little bit nervous for me. You know, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a big song, at least in my opinion, it's a mm -hmm. big song, but I love, love, love that song so much. Um, and I really wanted to get the opportunity to bring it into an acoustic setting, right. um, especially after I heard, I actually heard a cover of it on a YouTube channel that I believe it's called Sounds. And uh, they did this kind of stripped back, um, kind of mellow chill uh, version of it. Mm -hmm. And I was so inspired by how that song, which is such a big song, you know, kind of even maybe in the arena rock realm, right. got pulled into that like kind of chill space and how much that added to the music and the lyrics. And I just really right. wanted to sit down at my piano and just go. Yeah. I liked it. I like it. It's, it's stripped down. It's like you say, it's you and the piano and you yeah. know, your voice. And I, th I thought it was a great cover of it. A really good cover. Thank and, you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Well, are they one of your like Soundgarden? Are they one of your influences or the, the whole I genre would... alternative? Yeah, I would say yes. Soundgarden is such a, such a great band, <laughs> like mm. just all around. Um, Chris Cornell is an uh, was amazing, amazing musician. Right. I was really, you know, um, saddened and hurt when he passed because I listened to a lot of his music growing up, and he's a really great lyricist. Yeah, yeah. Um, regardless of what project he was working on, whether it's by himself or with Soundgarden, um, he's, his lyrics are so beautifully moving and touching. So I always had a really good experience listening to pretty much anything that Chris Cornell touched. Um, yeah. Even like uh, I, when he was with Audio Slave, that's another one. He was yes, with. He especially one when he was yeah. with Audio Slave too. I mean, they were a little bit more mainstream than Soundgarden, but um, he still brought that same energy in his lyrics. And right. Um, I just love the way that he writes music or that he, you know, the way that he used to write music. I loved it. Um, I like how he tells a story sometimes with metaphor. I think mm -hmm. that's such a cool way to write a song, you know, um, like, obviously, if you just look at surface value of Black Hole Sun, then it's just about a sun. It's about a supernova sun. But when you really look deep into that, it's about um, the ways that certain things can come through and just like clean the slate, right? right? Mm -hmm. It can even be a destructive kind of force, but at the end of the uh, action, the slate is clean and you kind of get to start over. And in my opinion, that's really what Black Hole Sun is about. And I think it's so cool right. how he does that. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're like me, like you're a person who really listens to the lyrics heavy. And even just yeah. judging by, by your single, like you can tell like your lyrics are, are very intense and, and, and expose yourself you expose yourself which is a really big thing thank you yeah, yeah it's uh it can be a little bit tough sometimes to put yourself in that space but at the end of the day when you do that it feels great it feels mm -hmm. really great it's a, a bit of a catharsis to kind of say I put 
a piece of myself into this. And now hopefully other people can hear it and they can get something from that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So take us all the way back to the beginning of your journey. Did you, did you start, uh, you know, writing first? I know you play piano. Did you start learning to play piano first? How was that? How'd you start off in music? Oh, that's a great question because I actually started writing first. Okay. Um, I started writing poetry pretty much once I could pick up any type of writing utensil. I was writing poetry. I still have a poem book mm-hmm. of the very first poems that I wrote as a little kid. Um, okay. Spoiler alert, they're all about like bunny rabbits and candy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start off where you are. You got to start off where exactly. you are. <laughs> exactly. That's where I started. And then right. as I became a teenager, they got a little more angsty, especially, you know, listening to Audio Slave and Linkin Park and Stained and mm-hmm. all the bands that I really loved back then. Um, so you love a little so- bit. That's, I heard you uh, talk about that. I mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but no, you're you good. That, that you were a big stain. I haven't met too many other big stain. I was a huge stain fan. Like when I heard, oh my god, I um, love stain. Yeah, I was a huge. I'm talking about a huge stain fan. I remember I was, I played ball when I was an out I was an outfield one day, and I heard them play. Um, um, it's been a while. When I heard oh, it's been a while song. on the on the, I was like, what is this? I just stopped dead in my tracks. Like, what is this? And I remember I heard their album. And so I was good. Right, right. Yeah. That, yeah. I love stains. I'm a huge stained fan as well. I'm probably I it sounds like I'm probably not as big of a fan as you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the you, mix of it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could teach me some new things, some really exciting things about stains. Um, but I love, love, love stains. Um, I remember listening to the Break the Cycle album on repeat. Um, it was just one of those. From cover to cover, I would always sit down with and listen to. And, and, you know, to the point where, you know, when you start listening to an album so long that, you know, the order of all the songs, right. you know, every single lyric on every, that's, that was break the cycle for me, for sure. Um, right. I absolutely felt like when I listened to that CD, obviously being like an angsty teen at the time, I felt like I was listening to like my biography, mm, you know, okay. it just felt like this is so relatable to me. And I love that feeling when you when you hear something that someone else wrote, but it feels like it could be about your life and it feels like a connection. And that's how I always felt when I listened to Stained. Okay, okay. And you named some other great bands, too. You know, you know, um, like you said, Audio Slave. But a lot of their a lot of their lyrics were we already talked about Audio Slave, but a lot of the lyrics had a lot of uh, intensity in it. You know, yeah, writing at that stage, you know, that stage of development. Yes, absolutely. When I go back and I read the poems, especially that I wrote back then, because like I said, I started with poetry. And when I read those back then, I can see the shift. I can see the shift start happening. But a lot of it happened because I was um, opened up to this world of realizing that you can talk about these things that are going on really deep inside of you in an art setting. And not only can you, but you probably should. Right. right? Um, Because obviously, when I started um, writing, when I started expressing myself creatively, like creatively, you know, I was a kid. And so I was just kind of having fun with it, you know, as kids do. And then I learned, oh, this can really be about me. This can Mm -hmm. actually really be about something I'm feeling really deep within as I notice these other artists do the same thing. So I absolutely started shifting in that direction a lot more. So now when I write music, I want to write from my experiences, even if I write like a happy poppy love song, 
it's directly derived from an emotion or relationship or a feeling I had, Right. you know, when I sit down and write it. Okay. Okay. So do you, when you go through something, do you like to write while you're in that emotion or can you think back and bring yourself back there emotionally and mentally while you're writing? I usually take myself back there because okay. I'm a very, very emotional person. Um, kind of one of my like most new age, I guess, thoughts is uh, I, I'm an empath. I feel emotions very, very deeply. So when I'm in it, in the moment, it can be kind of hard to write about. Okay. Right. For me, it helps the most to write about it after because it's a really good reflective and then a really good learning experience as well, too. And then I can right. kind of learn and grow from okay. that feeling. Right. Now, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you were songwriting, you know, you developed as a songwriter. <laughs> At what point did you decide, okay, let me learn how to play piano? That happens when I was like in my early teens. I think I was about 10 or 12 years old. My mom owned a piano. My mom and my grandmother owned a piano that my mom used to play when she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And it was heavily out of tune. I don't, I think the sticker on the inside had said like 1972 is the last year of service. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was a grand piano. So it was very loud, but I sat down at it one day and I just, instantly fell in love. And I went um, and, and sat down every single day after school after that. And I taught myself how to play the piano. Um, a lot of uh, my mom's old music books came into play and I would okay. put my mom's old music books up and I would go song for song. And I just really, really was so dedicated. I probably drove a lot of people in the house crazy because <laughs> right. they heard me play like the entertainer, like 12 13 times in a row, <laughs> but I was very much so like, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this right. And I, so I taught myself and I had so much fun playing the piano. And I knew from that point that it was the instrument for me, that okay. it was like my instruments, you know, it just yeah. fits. It just right. Fit. Yeah. No, that's when you find that, that connection, when you find where that fit, that's that's perfect. So exactly. at that point, yeah. So you writing poetry and everything. Did, did the piano was that like instrumental in, in kind of changing your poem your poems to songs? That process was a hard process. I have to admit. Oh my gosh, I really thought. I was just going to sit down at the piano and I was going to write a song, right? And no, right. <laughs> that is not how it happens. At least not for me. Um, I really had to learn. I really had to learn how to write songs. Right. And the best way I learned that is just by studying songs I loved and by just learning more about it, reading more about it. Mm. Um, I, I, I had a hard time with that at first. All my songs were so disorganized and it just kind of felt like whatever was in my head just kind of got tossed out onto the piano right. <laughs> with, with no rhyme or reason. <laughs> and I had to learn how to organize those thoughts. Mm -hmm. It made me, I hope, a, a stronger songwriter though, um, over the years. Um, right. And it's something that I love to do. Um, I, I want to write songs, not just for myself okay. as well. You know, I want to write songs for others too. Mm -hmm. Um, it became a really, really important part of the process for me once I actually started learning how to do it. Okay. Okay. Did you, did you have a hard time learning how to like create hooks? Is that something that just came easy to you? The hooks were kind of the easy part. It was like all the other pieces that get you to the hook that was right. like 
you know, it, it's supposed to kind of sound like a story. And mine was just more like stream of consciousness at times. <laughs> right. And right. you don't realize like little, when you start to go, when you start first writing songs, at least for me, mm-hmm. and you go back and you start really, really detail looking at it, you start to realize like, why did I even use that word? It doesn't even make any sense. I think I just threw it in there because it like rhymed or something, mm-hmm. you know, like you find yourself kind of just doing random things like that. Um, Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's like really great songwriters who are like, uh, no, I definitely got it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, uh, yeah, it was, oh, it was a journey. It was okay. a journey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's a lifetime journey too. You know, you're always changing and progressing and evolving, you know, so that's, totally. a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I'm definitely still learning just mm-hmm. in the past year, I think felt a increase in my abilities in what I'm able to do with the song in just the past year alone, especially okay. being at home a lot and actually having to sit, getting the time to sit down and write and write right. and write. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So since you like, you really into writing, really into lyrics and also you're a great piano player, what's your creative process? Do you start with this, this plucking at the keys and then like things come, words come to it. Do you start with the lyrics and you kind of piece together a piece that surrounds the lyrics? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I feel like with my creative process, it's changed. I used to start with the piano And I would pluck around and see what I liked. And then once I found something I liked, then I would start writing to it. But that was really hard for me to do, I think, because I self-taught myself piano. Mm -hmm. So I'm not actually always the best at just plucking at the keys. I'm really kind of better at having a framework to go off of or having music to go off of. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something I'm definitely working on, you know, always constantly working on new stuff. But I found that, oh, that's not really my forte for lack of a better way to describe it (laughs) and so so i realized maybe i'll maybe i need to try something new Mm -hmm. this was the best advice i could have given myself because i thought well this is how i have to do it but you don't you can do it literally any way that works for you so i said all right stephanie let's try something completely different and i started um searching for producers to work with Mm-hmm. And then I started listening to tracks first. Okay. So something that was already created that I didn't um, start writing on the piano, that I didn't have a hand in. And I started writing so much easier that way mm-hmm. because okay. I took the pressure off of myself of also having to figure out the piano part while I was writing right. the lyrics at the same time. Yeah. And it made it so much easier for me to just focus on the lyrics. And then the piano can come later because I can, you know, write more with the chords or change up certain things and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause you get, but at least you have that base to start from. And then you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it made it so, so, so much easier for me. It's been a really, really fun interaction as well. Like right. listening to the really amazing things that some of these music producers can come up with. Mm-hmm. It, absolutely just like shot my creative drive like to the moon right right now that's awesome that's a, how do you what's your way of finding these producers and engineers and people to work with how, how have you been able to find you know other musicians 
some of them I've actually found on Instagram, which okay. is kind of fun. I I'm a big Instagram person. Um, if you message me on Instagram, I'm going to respond. <laughs> That's who I am. Okay. And uh, uh, so I found a couple of them just based on social media, just kind of, oh, hey, you do music. I do music. What's up? Right. And uh, some of them I found. Are, are you familiar with the app Beat Stars? I've heard. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a pretty cool app. There's a lot of um, you know, uh, market for rap and hip hop on there, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not a rap artist, but there are pop producers that are out there as well. They're not as, they're not as, you know, heavily saturated as the rap and hip hop ones, but they're out there. Right. And so I found a couple through there too. And I, and I ended up finding a couple that I really felt connected with their style and their sound. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a really cool process as well. Like feeling that connection happen. like, Oh wow. Like I'm really, vibing with this for some like this is really fitting right and i'm sure so like that's too, how i found him yeah and i'm sure too when they you know you get a couple of tracks from them, they kind of get a sense of what you what you like so they might reach out to you be like you know check this one out i think you might like this one too yeah exactly yeah. exactly and i'm and i'm working up to doing that even more mm-hmm. you know i'm a new artist i'm not new to performing and i'm not new to music but i am a new uh pop artist i'm a new pop vocalist so i'm okay. also excuse me so I'm also working up to that as well Mm -hmm. um because uh hopefully the more I start doing this then of course the more I get to say hey do you want to work together and someone go heck yeah (laughs) (laughs) so obviously that's the plan um but for now it's been a really great I've been really really lucky and had a really good time connecting with people okay okay um Think back over the past couple of years. You've you, you grown a lot over the past couple of years, sounds like, as a songwriter and, and, and also as a, someone who plays piano. Um, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the lesson that you've learned as an artist or as a performer um, over the past couple of years? Okay. The most important lesson I have learned. This is so, so, so important. I really, really hope that somebody who needs to hear this hears this because I needed to hear it for such a long time and I accidentally kind of stumbled upon this lesson. But the most important lesson I learned is you do not have to be touring the world, selling out arenas, um, playing for really big you know, venues um, in order to be a professional, successful and paid musician. You just don't. And I think a lot of people think, oh, well, this is going to be really, really difficult to go after because I can't imagine like playing for 10,000 people, you know, let alone 10,000 streams. I can't imagine like, you know, having that opportunity or like someone important wanting me to like go on tour with them or whatnot. And you just don't have to do any of those things to be paid, to be successful and to be constantly doing what you love. Right. When it comes to music and performing, all of my friends who were music performers in San Diego, um, no, no one would know any of their names and Mm. all of them played music every single day of their lives and got paid to do it and, and loved what they did. And I saw them and I realized, oh my gosh, this whole time I told myself it wasn't possible and it's right here in front of me. It is so possible. It is so much more possible than you think. (laughs) (laughs) That's huge. That's that's great advice. That's great advice. I think a lot of artists and producers, for that matter, get overwhelmed, you know? 
because they see yeah every they see the stars and they're getting you know a million streams and doing worldwide concerts and it's like how am I going to get to that point but like for you like you're saying you don't have to get to that point in order to be successful and also to be you know paid you know to get yes to, to make a living out of it so I exactly. think that's really good advice yeah I, I, it changed my life. It literally changed my life. I would not be sitting here having this conversation with you right. if I didn't have that light bulb moment go off while I'm watching my friends like play shows and do charity functions. And then they're slowly roping me into that world too. They're like, oh, well, we're going to do a gig here. Do you want to come and sing on it? Yeah, sure. And then they're like, here you go. Here's your cut from the gig. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Did you just pay me to sing? Whoa. (laughs) And I realized, oh my gosh, it's been, it's been possible this whole time. And I just kept, I just kept telling myself, oh, well, it's not possible because when am I ever going to like tour the world? That's like not going to happen, you know, and maybe it might happen still. I'm not saying that I'm going to close myself off to that being a future, Mm -hmm. but I know now that I can have a successful music future without doing those things. And that's really cool. Right, it is. It is. That's huge. That's huge. Lastly, just let us know what you got planned, what you got in store for 2021. Yeah, so this year is exciting for me. I just released my debut single, You and I, which we talked about, but I have some more songs that are going to be released this year. I'm doing all singles because of how amazing this digital age is for musicians. Um, I thought about doing an album, but I really like the idea of just constantly being able to put something out there. Right. So I'm doing all singles and I have already have them written and ready to go. I'm excited about that. I'm going to be working on some music videos for them as well. So all of those are coming out in the next couple of, um, one is coming out in the next couple of weeks, I think it's May, in May. And then um, I've got more that are coming out after that. All right. We look forward to it. Definitely let us know because we're going to check it out. Definitely want to check it yeah. out. Yeah. Well, the best way to check it out is I have Spotify. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to follow me on Spotify, um, Steph Amadeus, then you'll get notifications when those new songs drop. And I, I talk about all of my journey and ev- everything going on my process. I'm sharing like my music space and I want to share Um, the actual writing process more, maybe even some piano tutorials, like some fun pop songs that are really easy to play on the piano. And I share all of that on my Instagram, which is at Steph Amadeus as well. So if people want to follow me on that journey, go there. Yeah. Make sure you're a follower. Make sure you're a follower, both on Spotify and on Instagram. And uh, again, her name is Steph Amadeus, an incredible singer songwriter out the Atlanta area. Steph, thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. And I'm so glad that we got to chat.